Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Well, hello, all you millionaires in Ontario and obviously across Canada. I'm hoping to be one of them. You get a uh, ticket for tonight? I have to buy it, actually. I still have to get it. I'm not going to lie. I haven't done that yet. But uh, 70 million bucks again. Uh, do you know how many people I've talked to more recently, by the way, that say that Lotto Max is rigged? They feel what? like. Yeah. No. What do you mean yeah. rigged? What are the odds that all the people who bought these tickets... None of them have that number? I'm like, yeah, because the odds of winning the lottery are fucking shit, but we still buy it. Mm -hmm. Every time Mm -hmm. we buy tickets. What you're buying when you fork over your $5 plus Encore is hope. Yeah. You're buying a little bit of uh, optimism. You're buying a little bit of uh, a chance. You're buying a lot of things. If, If you would go and drop, say, $15 to see a movie, okay, that's two hours of entertainment. For $5, you can have an entire day or two days or three days of thinking about what you could or would do with that money. And that can be just as fun for a lot of people. And you can't win unless you have a ticket. That That is 100% certain. So I don't begrudge people buying lottery tickets. Some people say it's a waste of money. I'm not there on that. I, I'm going to buy tickets. Actually, uh, last week when it was fifty or $70 million, I won a couple of free plays. Oh, so I, good. I feel like... If I can win the 70 mil tonight on a free play, I'm actually up 70 million and, and $10 because that was a freebie. Right. So uh, good luck, everybody. Every bit counts. Every bit counts. What would you do, by the way, with that money? Oh, you know, this is the fun part, right? This is the part. Would you quit your job? You know, you're absolutely right, by the way. No, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't. At least not immediately. But I would definitely get more. I would ask for more vacation time than I am allotted and see how I so if I can get away with that. Because you bet your ass I would definitely plan to travel a little bit this summer. Um, more so than, definitely more so than I am planning now, which is like minimal. And I, I, would, I would try to, to first and foremost, um, make sure everyone around me that I love dearly, if they want to quit their job, they can quit their job. $70 million is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. A lot of money. So for me, I, my big vision is if I win that much money, I am going to start building. I'm going to find a contractor, a probably top-of-the-line contractor immediately. I'm going to find a nice piece of land. It has to be near water for me. And I'm going to start building mansions by that land. And everybody in my family is going to get a big mansion in one so area. You would not quit your job, but you would take more vacation time. And I have to think that you also wouldn't be coming into the studio. You would probably just work remotely from wherever this new palace is that you built. Maybe. I mean, if we had the ability to do it, yeah, I would. If they made me come in, well, then I got to just be a little picky choosy with where I plant these mansions of mine. It's kind of nice that you can have that, well, too bad if you don't like it, attitude with the boss. When you've got 70 million, it doesn't matter. You can you can see Dave in the hall and say, you, in your office right now, I want to talk to your ass. <laughs> 
Listen here, fucker. Yes. I am going to be working remotely from the shores of of uh, Lake Joe in Muskoka, and I will be on only two hours a day. And I am taking every Friday for the entire year off. And <laughs> listen, if you don't like it, suck a dick. Listen here, Global. John Global. <laughs> John let, Global. Let me tell you something, Mr. Global. <laughs> I could buy you. I could own you, John Global. How do you like them apples? Yeah, you know, I only think about, I don't even think about, well, I suppose real estate is investment, but I, I really only think about those fun things, like having that conversation with someone, you know, that works their ass off, that's in your life, and being like, you, chill out. You don't want to mm-hmm. work? You don't have to work. You know, that's a great feeling. What about you? I'm Jet, are you Jet all the way, 100% straight to a dealership of sorts? Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, my brother has got a history in private aviation, and uh, he has talked to me many times about the virtues of owning a private jet. So I, that's on my bucket list. I would love to. And from there, I wouldn't quit either. I would just be doing the show from wherever I happen to be staying that particular day. If I went out to the East Coast for lobster, I'd do the show from Halifax. If I went out to the West Coast to visit my daughter, I'd be doing the show from Kelowna. I would just... uh uh, have much more of a fuck you attitude, more so than I have right now. How about that? Yeah, sure so. <laughs> yep, you get it. Oh, and I got to renew my sticker next month. Those things aren't cheap either. Fuck. Do we have to do that? Where are we at with that? Do we really well, actually have to do that? Well, that's a great question, Kat. That's a, another side effect of the pandemic is the, the Service Ontario locations were open and closed and open and closed. And I don't even know. Like, as far as I know, if you have an expired sticker, they're not going to pull you over yeah. for that. But they're going to tell you, hurry up and get it done. I, I think they have to give us till the end of the year to okay. get caught up on this shit. I would think anyway. Yeah. It, it's not like it was convenient over the last year. So I would think one more year, get caught up on everything and you're good. Right. Is that a fair compromise, Doug? Yeah, exactly. Well, and I'm Doug. Doug. I'm uh, I'm due for one too, but then I was told don't don't bother because I wonder for those who do go out of their way to get it. And by the way, you can get it online. Like it's not hard to get, but for some people, I understand it is right. Some people it's easy, some people it's not. I can just order it online and have it brought to right to my house. But if other people aren't paying their price for their license plate sticker, then why the fuck am I doing it? Right. 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 Well, it is my birthday next month, and this is the year where my actual license is up for renewal. So uh, I got to go through that fucking. You got the whole. The whole thing, eh? I got to yeah. check where, where I'm at. I don't even know where I'm at with my license. That's why I need to win the Lotto Max, because it isn't exactly cheap to drive here in Ontario. <laughs> Wait to see what your plate sticker for your jet's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, we're going to make this one a fairly quick one today, guys. It's beautiful outside, and I'm sure you have uh, other things to do. So let's get to the stuff. Number one, over in Japan, they've got a breakthrough new invention. That I'm going to say is pretty fucking ridiculous. It's a face mask that you can wear to protect yourself from COVID-19. Okay. That's edible. Mm, why? You know, I thought the whole point of it was all the, the COVID uh, particles and all the other shit that we breathe in gets stopped at the outside of the mask so you don't breathe it in. And then I also thought you want to get rid of that and not even touch the mask if you can avoid it so you don't touch that shit. Why would you intentionally bring it into your body when you're wearing something to keep it out of your body? <laughs> it doesn't seem to make any sense, does it? Does it? What is it supposed to be like? It like tastes like a wafer? Does it have different flavors? Each mask is a small circular loaf of sweet bread called melon pan with a crisscross pattern. So it looks like you've got a giant waffle strapped to your face. You get a pack of five of them for $16. Oh. 
I again, I mean, I'm not a doctor like we conceded yesterday, but this seems kind of fucking dumb. And I'm pretty confident that if you told your doctor, oh, new masks, they're edible. The doctor's going to punch you in the face. Yeah. Say, stop doing that shit. You're just making more work for me. Yeah, that medical professionals couldn't have possibly been behind this. Not good. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, we'll talk about sexual fetishes coming up in a few. And I also want to talk a little bit about Drake hanging out with LeBron James at Bronze Kids basketball game. First off, yesterday, uh, dear Doug used the notwithstanding clause. He actually went ahead and did it. Mm-hmm. That crazy son of a bitch. The notwithstanding clause allows the government of the day to override certain charter rights. So in this case, there was there always has been advertising during an election campaign from third parties, family coalitions, labor groups, people like that. They run commercials because they want their voice to be heard. And, and currently they can't get inside a six month period of an election. Doug wanted that extended to a year. Well, a judge said, no, you can't do that. That's uh against their right to freedom of expression and or freedom of speech. So Doug said, fuck you, judge. I'm going to use the notwithstanding clause so that I can override that. Now the Elementary Teachers Federation of Ontario, they say they're going to explore their legal options. The Canadian Civil Liberties Association says they're exploring their options. The Elementary Teachers Federation of Ontario is exploring. Basically, everybody's trying to figure out how to sue. Right. Can I tell you I'm really conflicted on this? I am because, you know, the uh, the notwithstanding clause is there for a reason and governments are entitled to use it if the House approves and the House will approve it if you have a majority, which Doug has. This is well within his rights to do it. And I don't like the a lot of the unions and some of the shit they put out there during campaigns, but I do respect their right to do it. So I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I might enjoy this campaign a little more. If I'm not constantly being beat over the head with ads for how Doug failed the schools and all that sort of shit. Mm -hmm. But by the same token, they do have a right to do it. An actual judge said they have a right to do it. So here's how I see this going down. This is going to get challenged probably right up to the Supreme Court. I have to think. That's not going to happen overnight. You can't just call the Supreme Court and say, hey, we'll be there in an hour. Tell the judges to put their robes on and, and we'll have a hearing. Doesn't work like that. So this is going to get dragged out for a few months. All the while, all these other third-party groups that are challenging it have time to save up their money. So it's either going to be no third-party advertising or an absolute fuck ton of advertising during this campaign because they'll have so much money saved up that they're not using right now. It all depends on how the judge rules. Either way, uh, for those who are saying it's illegal, it's not. Doug does have every right to do it. Uh, For those who are saying it's wrong, yeah, yeah, you're entitled to that opinion. I don't even necessarily disagree with you. Uh, Overriding the charter, that's a serious one. Remember our friend Major General Danny Forte, who from the COVID task force there, the federal government? Right, yes. He stepped down because there were some allegations of uh, sexual misconduct in his past. We were led to believe he stepped down. Well, through his lawyers, Forte is now denying any wrongdoing Mm -hmm. and he is going to ask or he's going to tell a federal court that the decision to remove him and not reassign him was unreasonable. And he's also pissed off claiming there was interference by the prime minister, the defense minister and the health minister. Trudeau is in another fucking scandal. 
If it is anything, I mean, it could also be sour grapes here. Oh, it could be sour grapes. Uh, I think he feels like his reputation has been damaged. And let's face it, the military's top executives, we need somebody to step up and be in charge because it seems like they're dropping like flies. We've got General Jonathan Vance over there who was in charge. He stepped down. There's going to be an investigation into allegations against him for sexual misconduct. And what happened on the weekend? He went fucking golfing with the guy who's investigating him. No way. How is that okay? How? Who thought that was all right and appropriate? It's kind of a baller move. Hey, Scott, though, sometimes when you want to get information out of someone, that's exactly what you do. You get close. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. And and the person who uh, set up this golf game is saying, hey, listen, I, I get how it looks, but that's really not how it was. I was concerned about him, and I just wanted to make sure he was okay. He's going through some shit. Yeah. We're friends and colleagues. But still, you're the guy investigating. Imagine a criminal went and played golf with the judge right before the trial. Mm-hmm. You can't fucking do that. <laughs> it's bizarre to me. Uh, Linda O'Leary. That trial started yesterday. For those who don't know, Linda is the wife of Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank and Dragon's Den and former candidate for uh, prime minister here in Canada. A couple of years ago, it was August 2019, Linda apparently was at the controls of a boat on Lake Joe in Muskoka. Her boat crashed into another boat and killed two people. 64-year-old Gary Poltash from Florida died at the scene, and 48-year-old Susanna Brito from Uxbridge died in hospital a few days later. Well, yesterday, a doctor who owned the boat was uh, testifying at the trial that he was stargazing before his boat got struck by O'Leary's vessel on the evening of August 24th. So nearest I can tell, what happened here? is these people were out in the middle of the lake, and you've been to Muskoka. You go there far more often than I do. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful there. Gorgeous, yeah. You're gorgeous. unobstructed by those city lights. If you want to look up, maybe on the right night, you could see the northern lights, I, yep. I guess. You can certainly see a lot of stars and, and astrological stuff. So that's good. They're out there laying in the boat, chilling, looking up at the sky. He says he heard two revs of an engine. And then a few seconds later, bam. Boat on boat crime. Mm-hmm. Two people killed. It's it it. This is going to be a very interesting trial. I'm watching this, and yes, of course, because Kevin O'Leary is involved. He wasn't in court yesterday, but he was on the boat as well with his wife, who was uh, driving the boat. And uh, honestly, if if you don't, it's quite disturbing when you read the details of what happened after uh, the fact that the two people that we know after died. Uh, but during that doctor, which, hey, what are the odds? That's pretty nice that they had that medical, basically a little mini medical team right there. Um, you know, the way he described what happened to one of the one of the people who died. It was, it's terrible. Really? What happened? Uh, well, he, can you say any of it? He, yeah, I can say it. I mean, it's, it's right there. It's uh, available to you guys. It was one of the, uh, our wonderful reporters with Global TV that was reporting it, um, that he was attempting to resuscitate and did try for an extended period of time, but knew uh, that it, it was going to go nowhere because he started to see gray matter coming out of his ear. So oh. he knew that it was he was likely going to to be dead or at the least brain dead. Um, and yeah, they couldn't resuscitate him. But it, it, man, it's so now they have to attempt to prove because if I'm not mistaken, so O'Leary there, her one of her defense is that the light the lighting system was not on in this boat that they hit. 
correct? Yes, that's right. That's the allegation. And the person who testified yesterday says, oh, it was most definitely 1,000% is what he said. And I believe that was a quote. 1,000% our lighting system was on. So now they have to attempt to prove that the lighting system was not on this boat that was stargazing at the time it was struck. Uh, and I don't know. That seems like it's going to be really hard to do. Um, they already do have some surveillance from some cottages in the area who do have surveillance on the lake. But I think that part's going to be the tough one to prove is that their lighting system was not on. I'm not sure how tough it is to figure that kind of thing out. But this is only day one, and there's there's much more information, and this is only part of one side of it. But I'm watching this thing like a hawk. It's very interesting. I find it really interesting, too. So what I'm wondering here is what the end game is. Because no matter what, Linda was definitely driving the boat, according to the court papers. She's the one charged. And two people are dead. If she is not convicted under the Canada Shipping Act, and I believe the charge was a careless operation of a vessel. If she's found not guilty of that, is anything going to happen as far as justice is concerned for the victims? Can they sue Would it be harder to sue if Linda is found not guilty? Can they sue the doctor who owned the boat? (laughs) I mean, I I have to think that there's something in it for the families of the victims here. And what a horrible way to die. You got Mm -hmm. hit by a fucking boat. And not even a small one. It was a pretty big boat. So I don't know what the end game here is. But I have to assume... They're gearing up for a lawsuit. And and if O'Leary is convicted, there likely would be one. They're some extremely yeah. wealthy individuals. Very wealthy. And by the way, I think their boat was quite bigger. And at the time, <laughs> Linda had to, according to the testimony yesterday, Linda actually had to let the people, the other people on her boat know that they hit a boat. So that tells me, I assume, that that boat is either much more powerful or much bigger than the boat that was struck. Um, And he says he cannot remember clearly. And he tried and tried his best to remember. But either she said, we hit it, we hit it, I hit it, or you hit it. And he can't remember what she said. But she heard a screaming she thinks he thinks was from her. Um, Anyway, because that's another question, right? Some people automatically assume, like, was it her driving the boat? It's really hard to prove who's driving a boat. So what actually killed them, though? Was it the impact of the boat hitting them? Did they get knocked into the water? Uh, did the it prop was, hit them? No, yeah. So they got they got hit. Um, they got knocked to the floor. I'm not sure if it's actually the floor of the boat, the side of the boat. It it was knocked them out real real good. And I'm I'm not sure it's both the man that he was talking about. The he was trying to resuscitate at the time. He was knocked down. So he didn't fly out of the boat. He was knocked down in the boat. Imagine that you're in the middle of a lake and get hit by a boat at night. And why were they going that fast? I mean, that must have been a hell of an impact. I have my boater's license. I think a lot of people do because it's certainly not hard to get one. I mean, one of the things you're supposed to do, though, is when you don't have a clear line of sight, you've got to go slow. I wonder if that's some sort of a technicality that they could get careless operation under. See, and I guess this varies person to person. I'm with you. I do have my boater's license, although I do not tend to boat. I do I do some jet skiing and things like that. I still won't do it at night because I don't even trust myself enough to, to not see something coming. I, I'm too afraid to do it once it gets too dark, once it gets to the point where the sun is down, which is late anyway, especially when you're out in the middle of the summer in Muskoka. The sun won't set until like 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, and that's when I'm like, okay, I'm done, and that's fine. And that's also when I want to start drinking, let's be honest. 
Uh, so, mm, so drinking. For me, okay, so that was the first thing that crossed my mind. Yes. Was, was there alcohol involved here? Well, but I don't think there was. But, they must have investigated. Well, right? this is this is why I bring up the fact of there were some people who questioned whether it was her actually driving the boat because she just happened to not have alcohol in her system. Oh, it's hard to prove who's actually driving a boat when you can anyone can claim they've driven that boat many a times it's not like a car where i'm a sole driver of this car but oh randomly nope scott was driving my car and uh, okay well something's up there because why is scott randomly driving your car driving your car the seat the seat adjustment is different boats it can be much harder to prove who was actually driving it that said it doesn't matter now i believe it's a moot point it's too late Unless they find some kind of a surveillance that shows that she wasn't driving the boat, that's what's that's what's up for for trial here. Basically, is it was her. Interesting. So I guess what you're, what's possible. We're not suggesting this is true because well, we weren't there and we haven't uh, had access to all the evidence that the crown has. It's possible, in theory, someone else could have been driving the boat impaired, and they switch seats, or one or or Linda agreed to take the fall for somebody else who had been drinking because impaired would make this a hell of a lot worse than it already is. And I'll just say possibly to that. Cause I'm not even sure if they bothered to take alcohol. So like if they even checked anybody else, I, I have no idea if they did on scene, if they just checked to make sure if anyone was loaded or in the other boat as well, keep in mind, I, but I don't believe alcohol was at play in any case here at all. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I'm, I'd love to think that I just don't understand why somebody's letting their engine rip in the middle of the lake at night i just don't get that like aside from the fact that it's dangerous like aren't you worried about the neighbors that sound carries across the lake pretty loud if you've got a big boat like that and you're opening it up that seems like a weird time and place to be doing that to be honest with you but maybe that's just me uh okay well we'll keep watching that trial if any good developments come out of it we'll tell you about it here on afternoon Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Nine. Uh, before we talk about the sexual fetishes, Drake and LeBron James were hanging out again. <laughs> and and they went to LeBron James's son's basketball game. Bronny. They call him Why? Bronny. That, that's a weird thing to do. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I kind of understand this because I am very proud of my son, who's also a collegiate athlete. But I don't invite my friends to come watch him play because I think that that's something that I find exciting. But I don't think they would find it very exciting. Yeah, was well, LeBron just being a proud dad, or or was there some business being talked about it here? A, it was to me. This looked like a very much a family event. They got their kids together, plural, because Drake's Drake's son was apparently present here too, and they are friends. And it's LeBron James, man. If I don't, I wouldn't go to any high school basketball game unless LeBron James invited me. Sure, I would go. It's LeBron James. So, and we know Drake loves basketball. So that said, that was probably a really fun evening for Drake. But he was sitting front row. And he didn't like a call that was made. And I'm not even sure, I can't even tell you, if it was against Brawny, that's LeBron James Jr.'s nickname, against him, or if it was a call that should have been made that wasn't made against the other team. I don't even know. But Drake stands up as the ref comes by and starts 
I mean, we've all seen it before, but at a Raptors game, right? Da, 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 in his ear. Are you kidding me? Are chirp, you kidding chirp, me? chirp, chirp, chirp. But the ref actually stopped to, to listen to what he had to say. He, he wasn't annoyed. Like, he was like, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. Because he's a high school fucking basketball ref. It's he, not an NBA ref. It's a high school ref. Yeah, like, this is, it's crazy. Drake, by the way, one of the only people, like, not, I think he, he must be double-vaxxed because he's, like, one of the only people not wearing masks in the crowd, which I think is totally allowed there, so it's fine if you're, if you're fully vaccinated. But he had some choice words, sits back down. I don't even know who won, but uh, they enter the, the gym, and everyone's like, oh, shit. Uh, there they are. <laughs> It's it's pretty crazy. And yeah, his son joined him too. That's that's cool. I'm actually more jealous about the fact that Drake got to watch Space Jam 2 already. Fuck. You're like, excited about this movie. Yes, I am. It was part of my childhood for me. So I'm I'm excited about it. And the, the trailer looks really good for A New Legacy, which is what uh, the second one is called. Yeah, I mean, if you're an NBA ref, I'm sure that it's not a big deal to see celebrities and to encounter every single day at work the biggest stars in the game. But if you're just ref in a high school game, you've probably got like your level one certification or something like that. You're calling it and it's a high school game. They're fairly low scoring, a lot of missed shots, a lot of travels and stupid shit like that that you don't see in the NBA. Imagine doing that. And first off, you know, it's LeBron James's kid. So you're going to watch this kid because you're probably a fan of basketball. Then LeBron is in the crowd watching. Okay, well, that puts a lot more pressure on. Then LeBron brings fucking Drake with him, and Drake starts chirping you for a bad call. (laughs) That's fucked up if you're just a regular run-of-the-mill high school referee, and you're getting chirped by some of the most recognizable people in the world. Yeah. One in three people in relationships have a kinky fantasy that their partner does not know about. They're hiding something from their partner that they want to do. They just don't want to discuss it with their partner. And this isn't the first time this has come up, but it's the latest. So let's get to it here. When they broke down all the different fetishes that people are hiding, they came up with a top 10. And number one, I don't get it. Doing it in public. 23% Mm. are into the idea, but they don't want to tell their partner like, hey, why don't we go and drop our clothes behind the the fucking mall and let and have at it i you know that's my question is where i there's got to be a these people obviously in their minds i think everyone's going to be different they might have a particular very particular fantasy it doesn't mean that they want to fuck anywhere like in front of a home depot and shit like that (laughs) (laughs) let's go into that shed over there in the parking lot yeah like (laughs) let's put the dick in mcdicks (laughs) <laughs> I don't think it's like that. I bet you these are specifics. Like, you know what? I've always dreamt of fucking at the Sky Dome, uh, which is in public, technically. I've always dreamt and uh, thought about having sex in front of my old high school. I don't know. Like, things like that. I feel like these are very particular public displays of sexual and anything sexual that they're talking about right like it wouldn't just be like i want to have sex anywhere i'm not i'm not i don't care where you should care where yeah i would think where is more important than the fact that it's in public i mean basically anywhere that's not where you normally do it which is probably in your home or hotel room so sure you can go and park in a parking lot and get it on fine but there is a, a certain I guess, provocativeness about getting caught. So if you go somewhere where there's a chance that you could get caught or that you got to be careful because there's people around, that turns a lot of people on. 
Why wouldn't you discuss that with your partner, though? Like, why wouldn't you, I don't know, maybe over dinner tonight, just say, you know what? I'd really kind of like you to spear me outside Home Depot tomorrow. What do you think? I don't know. Let's go, let's go shop for some outdoor lanterns and fuck. Does that sound good? <laughs> the Sky Dome actually is a good one. Probably not during a ball game or something, but you might be able to get away with it during a concert or something like that. Right. Yeah. Dark in there? Yeah, you yeah, can probably figure it out. Right? I mean, think about it. There's people who have done it and maybe do dream of doing it. So in certain cases, I think you'd have to be really specific. I don't believe most of these people are saying it just to say it. Hmm. Number two on the list. A little more than one in five say handcuffs or other forms of bondage. Okay, okay that one I actually get. Don't want to discuss it with your partner because you don't want to weird them out. You don't want to make them think, oh, fuck, what's this all about? What do you mean you want to be tied up? That's fucked. Or what do you mean you want to tie me up? Get the fuck out of here. Something like that. That could be an awkward one to discuss. No? Yeah, I think so. Although that one tends to be a little more, or maybe you just hear about it, but it does tend to be a little more common. So, But there are some people who are a little more shy to things like that, and that's why the partner would not want to bring that up with that person. 21% say their fantasy that they haven't told their partner yet is a little bit of the role playing. Ah. <laughs> hey, let me just make a quick public service announcement here. Sure. If you're going to do the role playing, uh-huh. fine. But you've got to fully commit to the role. I.e., if you want to be the, uh, the pizza delivery guy, bring a fucking pizza. You've got to have a pizza. And then you got a nice little treat for afterwards. No, this is, you know what? This, it, that's, it's a difficult thing because it's easy to say role play, but you do, you're absolutely right. The first thing I thought of when you said that is, are you a good enough actor for it? Ask yourself that question. Because mm-hmm. if you're trying to do a role play, and let's say you've, ha- you've got a family, you've got kids, you're trying to spice things up a little bit, and you're like, yeah, tonight you call me, uh, Barbie, I'll be your Barbie doll and you'll be my Ken. And you come to the door. It's going to be sexy. You, you absolutely do have to commit because there's too many distractions in life that will snap you right out of it. And then the whole thing's off, right? Sure. You'll be like, oh yeah, come into my Barbie playhouse. And oh, did you remember to uh, take the bottle out of her crib? At la- uh, oh, okay. Go. No, I'm back in, I'm back in character. Sorry. Sorry. I just fucking remembered. Sorry. Oh wait, did you feed the dog? Did I, did I feed the dog? Oh shit. Okay. Sorry. Back to it now. Oh, where were we? You know, you got, you, you're absolutely right. Commitment is key. You both have to be in on it. And maybe you both have a safe word too. If you want to get the fuck out of it, I don't know. Not only do you have to commit to the role, you also have to agree to suspend your disbelief at times. I, I get it. Maybe you're the, the robber and she's the cop. And maybe you're thinking to yourself, huh, that's weird. Usually cops don't have their tits out. You've got to get over that part of it and still pretend that you're the bad guy and you're actually being arrested. I get most cops don't wear fishnet stockings. But in this case, you've just got to get over certain things. Most cops. I love that. I, you know, I've got some friends that are a little questionable. Is, is anybody else's... Okay, what would be your... Uh, I'll ask you like a personal question, but if, if your girlfriend said, yeah, I want to do some role play... Could you do that with a straight face? Like, I feel like I'm too giggly. Like, I would probably giggle through the whole thing. So, role play for me is very out of my comfort zone. I I don't like that at all. (laughs) I like me. (laughs) 
Because yeah, you like you. <laughs> if you want to play radio DJ and the contest winner, okay, fine. I can go along with that. But generally speaking, I'm not into role play. It's just not my thing. You Congratulations. Know? You want to fuck by me. <laughs> you just scored yourself head. <laughs> It's just not for me. I don't know. What about you? Yeah. No, I. that's what I, the whole time I'm just thinking I would probably giggle. My, I would not take it serious. I can't take that seriously. I probably would just laugh. And and if my husband was into it, which he wouldn't be, he would probably be like, okay, well, you're not fucking taking this seriously, so forget it. Yeah. I mean, that. Uh, I have a feeling that if I actually did agree to do it, that shit would be getting shut down real quick. <laughs> Number four. One in five want to have a threesome, but they don't want to tell their partner. Okay. Much more popular for men than women, as the stereotype dictates. But uh, still a, a lot of women that also wanted that. It's a tough one, right? I mean, if you really want to do something, but you don't know how to talk to your partner about it, and obviously you need them to do it, then, yeah, you might feel a little trapped. Any suggestions on how to bring that up? Oh. Gosh, yeah, no, it's like in the middle of a like in the middle of a, a meal or something like that. That's a difficult thing. Like, you know, I, did you change? <laughs> did you change the recipe to this casserole? Oh, great! I'd like to bring a third person in. Uh, can you pass the salt? That'd be great. Maybe you start off with the role playing, and once <laughs> that goes south, you say, oh, "You know what? Fuck it. Let's just have a threesome." What do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number five, anal. Eighteen percent oh, okay. say they've got a fantasy about it but they don't want to talk to their partner. See, no. anal's a sneaky one because you can just pretend it was an accident. Sneaky one. <laughs> it's a sneaky one. Surprise! You know, Whoa, <laughs> sorry, that was an accident. <laughs> um, yeah, I, there, I would assume that if you're afraid to bring it up, you already know the person's stance on it, right? Yeah, sure. I think so. I mean, listen, I mean... It's a relationship. They're meant to be collaborative. You can discuss certain things and maybe work out some boundaries or try some shit out. I don't know. However you want to phrase it. Uh, But no, I mean, if the answer is no, then the answer is no. But maybe you want to discuss it and talk about the pros and cons. Many people seem to like it based on the Internet videos that I see on a regular basis. It seems like other people enjoy it. So maybe you just got to get over the first time and then you're good. Here's a compromise. Just a tip. See how it feels, you know? (laughs) Number six, tantric sex, 18% say they want to try it. They just don't know how to talk to their partner about it. Okay, tantric sex is, uh, that's like the weird positions and shit, right? Okay, I was just going to say, you'd have to maybe explain that to some people because they hear tantric and it sounds like it almost going to electrocute me. Like, But tantric, yes, it's more about positions and it's an almost an art form of sorts, isn't it? It's like, like nude yoga yeah. with your penis in something. I think of Kama Sutra when I think of that. Is it the same thing? I believe so, but, I mean, it's never really been anything that interested me. Right. So I don't think so. Or, sorry, I think you're right, but it, it's, it. I don't know. I can barely fucking pick up my my shirt off the floor and throw it in the laundry <laughs> basket. Like, after 40, things start creaking and shit, and you don't want to be doing weird positions like that. <laughs> That's how it. you get hurt. <laughs> Looking at a chart, it's like, make the letter W with your body. How the fuck am I supposed to do that? Yeah. Okay, how long do you figure I can arch my back holding myself up with my hands and feet? Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Maybe 20 years ago, not now. Yeah. You give me a bottle of Aleve first, and then we'll try that. Yeah. Spanking, 
Number seven. Okay, fine. I mean, okay. Is it just the, you, you just don't want to tell your partner to spank you? Is that what your the, the hesitation is here? Yeah, I, I don't, don't understand what that is. Yeah, you don't want to spank without the consent, too, which is always important. It's very good that people think about that, too. Number eight's a strange one. Phone sex or doing it over Zoom. What? Did you try just phoning your partner? Because you could just phone your partner, nude, and be like, yeah, let's fucking go. Yeah. Hey, you probably got a 50-50 chance that works. Is this like, did they survey teenagers on this one? I mean, I guess if you can, uh, there's a lot of people, thanks to the easy access of pornography out there, that are used to watching it on a screen. Maybe you want to watch your partner on a screen. Could that be it? Yeah, you know, that could be Or maybe you're just sick of their shit. You don't want them to actually touch you. (laughs) (laughs) Could be a number of reasons. Number nine, S&M, 13% say they're interested, just haven't brought it up. Yeah, I mean, that's another weird one to have to discuss with your partner if it's coming completely out of the blue. Right. Maybe a few drinks first before you bring that one up. Sure. Might be a good icebreaker. Number 10 is voyeurism, 12%. They say, in general, men were more likely to say they want to spice things up, with 54% saying they want to watch. 39% of women said the same thing. So when they say voyeurism, is that watching another couple do it? Or is that like bringing in a, a, another woman to fuck your husband or something like that I think and it, you watch? Yeah, I think it could be any of it. I know at, so when I, when someone messaged me regarding like the sex club thing, remember how we were talking about sex clubs and how that works? Yes. So there is one area in a sex club, just as an example of, of people who would enjoy that kind of thing. There is one area where you actually aren't involved in act. You can sit and watch. And the people who are in the room, in the other room, as you sit and watch, are totally open to other people watching them. So that is a thing, and there are some people who just enjoy watching. So maybe it would be your partner with someone. Maybe it would be someone else with, with someone. Uh, maybe you set up a camera, and, and, and it, would that count as, like, setting up a camera, not illegally, people, but, like, legally with your partner kind of thing and watching it back? Does that count? I don't know. Oh, maybe. Or maybe it's just watching them take care of themselves. That could sure. fall under the voyeurism yeah. thing, too, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. So <laughs> i got to tell you a funny story. <laughs> So uh, that was number 10 on the list is the voyeurism. And that brings to a conclusion that study. But I wanted to credit the source. And the source here was uh, Mystery Vibe. So I thought, all right, well, let's click on the sponsor here. The person who sponsored this survey. I have never seen vibrators like this. They have the uh, crescendo. It bends to adapt to hit all the right spots. They say it's the world's most flexible vibrator. Okay. And then they've got the Tenuto, get erect, stay erect, and stimulate your partner with this smart, wearable vibrator. Okay, I mean, I've seen those before, but this is a weird design. All right, well, I'm going to look into this further. Either way, uh, that is brought to you by Mystery Bob, who conducted that research. Seriously, look it up. It's interesting. Uh, anything else we got to cover in this edition, Kat? I think that's about that. Uh, please feel free to message us anytime about any of the topics that we uh, discuss. You can reach Scott on Instagram at Scott Fox on Air. I'm on Instagram Cat on Air, Cat with a K. And uh, thanks so much for uh, checking out the podcast. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. Production has been shut down on the new NBC show called The Ultimate Slip and Slide. The show had to be shut down after an outbreak of explosive diarrhea. Yep, NBC isn't happy the word got out, but they can't be surprised that it leaked.
Well, here's some good news. A new airport screening technology was just approved that will allow travelers to leave their shoes on while going through TSA checkpoints. Now the only person taking off their shoes will be the gross guy sitting next to you on the plane. A man dropping off a package at a Florida post office at 3.30 in the morning recently discovered a seven-foot alligator walking around the lobby. Still not as scary as a man dropping off a package at the post office at 3.30 in the morning. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.